This is episode 317 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Anita here. And today's episode is all about the power of relaxing your pelvic floor in pregnancy. There's this misconception that your pelvic floor pushes your baby out, whereas actually it's your uterus that does, and your pelvic floor needs to relax or essentially open the door for baby to exit. But first, let's talk about the pelvic floor because we never learn about this in school, right? Periods or pelvic floors would have been helpful to learn, but now is better than never. Where are your pelvic floor muscles? Because a lot of people here, you know, do Kegels, do pelvic floor exercises, but no one really explains to you where these muscles are. So I want you to picture these muscles actually attach from your pubic bone in the front all the way to your tailbone in the back and side to side from sit bone to sit bone. So if you're sitting, you can feel under each bum cheek, you'll feel a hard bone. That's what we call your sits bone. So it goes side to side. So essentially, it's a diamond shape, and there's actually three layers to these muscles. And these muscles need to contract and relax. So we essentially want flexibility in these muscles. We don't just want to think of tightening and holding all day because that's not actually how the muscles work. Our pelvic floor needs to activate to a certain degree, for example, when we lift something, but if we lift a piece of paper versus if we're lifting a toddler, that's going to demand a different degree of activation. And then also when we walk, when we run, our pelvic floor needs to activate and relax or essentially ebb and flow throughout those activities. So I just want you to get that picture. We don't want to just be holding all the time because that's really not how these muscles work effectively. And something also not talked about the pelvic floor is how it reacts to stress. So stress in our body, stress in our surroundings. Our pelvic floor is one of our protector muscles. So often when we're stressed, our pelvic floor can be clenching or tightening. And if you've ever heard of the fight or flight response, it's when our nervous system is heightened and it can cause muscle tension. And again, our pelvic floor is one of those that comes on to essentially try to protect us. Now, when we connect with our deep breathing, that can help us tune into the other side of our nervous system, the rest and relaxation side, which helps to relax our muscles. And if you picture birth, you can see how actually tuning into that side of our nervous system would also be helpful because you really can't muscle your way through labor or through birth at all. It's really about how, how much you can relax 
and relax into a contraction or a surge. So you're going to see how this all comes together when it comes to birth and your pelvic floor. So in combination, learning to use your breath to relax your pelvic floor is helpful for tension, but also for birth. And so today I want to teach you what I call the flower bloom breath that you can use in pregnancy and in preparation for birth. And also in general, at any time in life, if you're feeling tension in your body, but also tension in your pelvic floor. Now, if this is one of the first times you've heard of pelvic floor tension, you might be wondering what might be some signs of pelvic floor tension. And one of the most common symptoms can be pain with penetration, with pelvic exams, with sex. And often this knowledge is totally not shared about. And I know many moms postpartum end up experiencing this type of pain, but also pre-pregnancy too. And those who've never had children. An example of a symptom that may indicate that you have pelvic floor tension is pain with penetration, pelvic exams, or sex. And often this kind of correlation between the pelvic floor and this type of pain isn't really shared. And so going back to that idea, if we can learn to use our breath to relax our pelvic floor, that can be one piece in addressing these symptoms as well. So let's go through what actually is the flower bloom breath. And why I use this image of the flower bloom is because I find for so many of my clients and bump to birth students, this just really connects well with the pelvic floor. And so depending where you're listening to the podcast, you could try this out now, or you may come back to this if you're out and about, if you're on a walk, if you're driving. Ideally, you want to initially when you're learning this, either be sitting comfortably or lying down. And so going back to that idea of picturing the pelvic floor, I talked about it being a diamond shape going from your pubic bone to tailbone and side to side from sit bone to sit bone. Now with that, there is the vaginal opening and at the back there is the anal opening. And again, most people don't picture the front and back of our pelvic floor. Usually when you're told to do Kegels, you just kind of picture in the front or that idea of stopping pee. So I really want you to picture there is the front and the back. Now with this flower bloom image, you're going to picture a flower blooming out of the vaginal opening as you inhale. So you're going to think inhale flower bloom nice and open. As you exhale, you picture it staying open. And then as you inhale, you open another flower, and as you exhale, it stays open. And so I don't want you to be pushing the flower out. I don't want you to be straining. A lot of times when I have clients do this, they say, I don't know if I'm doing it right because I don't really feel anything happening. And then as a pelvic floor physiotherapist, I can actually assess the pelvic floor internally. So that's one way for clients to get that confirmation on how they're doing it. But oftentimes I find if you're not feeling anything, you're probably doing it right because it's different than activating your pelvic floor. When you activate your pelvic floor, and I usually use a blueberry analogy of squeezing and lifting uh, two blueberries, is you will feel that happening versus the relaxation. We don't really get the same feedback with it. And especially with the flower bloom, because you're thinking of relaxing the pelvic floor and then it's staying relaxed you may not get a lot of feedback 
that something is happening. But what you can do is if you do it sitting on, let's say, a birth ball or an exercise ball, I know that that often will help um, individuals feel like they can relax or picture relaxing their pelvic floor. So that essentially is the flower bloom breath. And some great places to practice can be in the bathroom. So a lot of us don't realize when you actually go pee or have a bowel movement, your pelvic floor needs to relax to let anything out. The same thing with giving birth. To let a baby out, her pelvic floor needs to relax. So when you go to the washroom, that can be a great time to practice. If you have constipation, this is a really great time to practice because, again, you want to think of relaxing your pelvic floor. You can do it sitting, you can do it lying, you can practice in labor positions. And going back to initially when I talked about when we're stressed, our pelvic floor can often be that protector muscle and be clenching. So a great time to do it is anytime you're feeling stressed. Now, some examples of using this during birth, I'll link these in the show notes, are a couple of the past birth stories, many of them that we've had on. Um, you'll hear about this flower bloom breath, but a couple in particular that you can check out. Caitlin's birth story, she used it a lot in preparation for her birth. She she started practicing it early on and she found it just really helped her stay calm and relaxed as she used it during her birth as well. And it's that idea of not waiting to birth to, to practice this breath or really to practice anything that you may use in labor earlier on in pregnancy that you start to practice it, it'll be more intuitive when you get to labor as well and just easier to tune into. Jen's is another birth story. Uh, she used it in pregnancy for preparation for birth, but also she was going into her second birth. And in both her pregnancies, she had had pelvic pain. And so she ended up using this during her second pregnancy. It really helped with her pelvic pain. It also helped with her urgency or frequency of having to go pee a lot in pregnancy. She used this breath a lot to help her pelvic floor relax. And then she also used it during birth. So we'll link those if you're looking for some positive birth stories, as well as to hear how both of them used the flower bloom breath and other strategies as they prepared for birth. Now. This idea of using the flower bloom breath, like I said, use it throughout pregnancy at any point, practicing it as you get closer to birth as well, and then using it in labor. You may need someone to remind you, whether your partner, whether you have a doula, you know, someone to remind you to tune back into it, especially if you practice this a lot in pregnancy can be quite helpful. Now, if you're wanting some more step-by-step -step guidance on the flower bloom breath or in general connecting to your pelvic floor and pregnancy, I do have some online resources for you. So one is my free prenatal pelvic floor masterclass, and I walk you through how to connect to your pelvic floor. So we go through the flower bloom breath, and because it's a video, you'll be able to see me teach in that way as well. I know on the podcast, it's all audio, so you don't always get that visual imagery. So you're welcome to check the masterclass out for that. I also teach you how to activate the pelvic floor. So the core canister breath, as well as the seven steps to help you prepare mentally and physically for birth. So that's my free prenatal pelvic floor masterclass. And then if you're ready to dive right into step-by-step -step guidance within your pregnancy, around your pelvic floor, around being fully mentally and physically prepared for birth, 
as well as for your postpartum recovery while keeping your pelvic floor and core in mind, then my Bumped Birth Method online program can be a great fit for you. And it's on demand, so you can join, you can start at any time. And as always, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. So feel free to send me a DM and let me know if you've started practicing the flower bloom breath. If you have questions about it, you can always connect with me either at Two Birth and Beyond podcast or over on my page, Holistic Health Physio, and I'd love to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at twobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the Two Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher.